0: Okay, um, all right, now, uh, so today we're going to do uh, hopefully a lot of thinking and, you know, reflecting upon uh, our Lord, and I know it is an Easter scene, and it's close to Christmas, but it's, it's good to talk about Easter anytime. Okay, the, the first question I was thinking about as we, uh, is just like a basic, you know, what's the meaning of the resurrection? And I wanted you guys to just answer that question before we get started. What's the meaning of the resurrection? And there's more than one meaning, so you can... There's a variety of great answers. Krista? It's so that Jesus, lives. Jesus lives. All right, he's alive. Yep, great. Nancy? Uh, That's right, great, yeah, yeah. Uh, it proves his teaching authority, or is it, yeah. Great. That's great, that's exactly right. Um, what else? Jan. The separation from God that was caused when Adam and Eve fell into sin has been mended That's right. Yeah, great. That separation is no longer Jesus' resurrection now has removed the separation has brought God closer among us or brought His presence. Yep, that's a great. Awesome. Yeah, Faye. That's right, yeah. Fulfillment of the Old Testament. Yeah, that's right. Great. Oh, man, you guys are doing great. Holy smokes. This is good. Yes. Uh, new, yeah, the new life for us. That's right. Oh, man. Fantastic. You, uh, the, I, Well... I think those are all the ones I was going to say. Anybody else? Because that would be great. I mean, holy smokes. Okay. Um, all right, great. So with that, uh, you know, okay, so I, can't, I didn't count how many of those are. But those are, those are a variety of points that are actually in the, the Gospels, the resurrection narratives themselves, or they're testified to in, in the writings of the Apostle Paul later in the New Testament, or they're talked about in the Old Testament. And, of course, if you're going to kind of show this in a film, I mean, those are a lot of things to deal with. So it's not easy. I, I, I've, uh, in evaluating the resurrection, in terms of all the films that we have been exposed to, I, I, this is actually probably the most unfulfilling. <laughs> I, 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 and I find that a bit of irony, right, because Easter is a big deal. I love Easter. It's my... Favorite time of the year, um, and yet, in in almost every film, there is a little bit of a letdown. <laughs> and I think, though, is it's, it's be mainly because there's so many things happening in these resurrection narratives that tr you know, that can, can is being said, that it's hard to portray, portray in a film without either kind of downplaying something or Making too much of an emphasis on another thing, or disregarding something, and um, yeah. So, anyways, so I just say that because I, I, fu- I found this really interesting evaluating the resurrection scenes, and I only I only picked out two other ones for that very reason. So we're going to spend a little more time on less than a little on more. Okay. Yeah, Krista. Professor, don't you think that's that's normal, even that Jesus was this and but now he is dead they saw that he's really really dead you're right and uh, um, yeah and it's just unbelievable oh absolutely and uh, so okay so Jesus and Nazareth the film that you just finished watching now kind of just using the film itself i know it's really going to be hard to uh, not in, you know have the gospels inform you but pretend you're uh you know like you're a non-christian or a buddhist or some you know just you don't know too much about Jesus um, and you watched that film clip that we just watched. What would be the meaning of the resurrection according to the film clip? What was the main emphasis? Doubt. I think doubt. Okay, well, doubt was part of it. So uh, the presence of doubt in the midst of the resurrection, that's, that's interesting. Yes, the whole other narrative that's fighting against the resurrection being uh, Zerah or Bilbo Baggins. Oh, come on, right? I'm, I'm not the only one who thinks that, right? Okay. Um, yeah, that's actually something that I, I didn't want to make too much about, but the role of women in the resurrection is very in, uh, important in all four gospel readings of the resurrection. And Jesus of Nazareth probably does the best job of portraying, portraying the role of women for a variety of reasons. Mary is very strong. Uh, in, in the film, Mary Magdalene. And she is um uh you know, she's basically the kind of the first Christian. She's the first Christian. Yeah. So so one of the interesting things about this this uh image in here is that even though she wasn't one of the the 12 apostles or the first pastors, she had a very uh, very integral role in the the, the dissemination of of the, the message. Also, too, just the character of her faith, too, is very important for us to kind of contemplate, too, because... you have to think about it, or you could look in Matthew... Did she believe that Jesus was risen before Jesus approached her? No. 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 Mm. Now, it's a little hard in the film because they mix two stories. Which two Gospels does Mary kind of recount? Matthew and John, basically. Just, yeah, Matthew and John. So, Matthew, they go to the tomb. Well, you don't see the, 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 you know, the angel talking to him. What's that? No yeah, you don't see it, it, but you see the two guys outside the tomb. That's from John, the, you know, the, the people, gardeners or whatever. Um, but the message, though, is the angel message. But the whole point, though, is as she recounts to the disciples um, what this, you know, what these people said, you, 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 can, you can make it, make it a, a point that she's, she's on her way towards the disciples and if she's on her way to the disciples, what is that? That is actually a sign of, of faith, of belief. She's believing the angel's message, or those guys' message. And when Jesus comes to her, it confirms something rather than creates something. Now, in Matthew, it's pretty explicit. In John, it's not until he says, what, Mary. Now, if in the film... I don't know if you noticed that she. What did she call Jesus when she first showed up? Master, or master. Er, teacher? It, it, but it wasn't Jesus. It wasn't. She didn't say Jesus' name until when? This is actually important in the kind of the film. After he said her name, so, master, teacher. What kind of relationship is that? You know, master. You know, student, teacher. But. When you know some, right, of course, when you're, you know, okay, so long story short, there's a guy, Jerry Reinardi, He's my German teacher from high school. Uh, I loved him. He's great. Uh, so I came back as a college graduate. What was the first thing he said to me? Don't call me Mr. Reinardi, Call me Jerry. Our relationship was now, you know, yeah. So... When Jesus calls her Mary, now she calls him Jesus, um, and that then that characterizes the future of their relationship together and resurrection life too. Um, so, so it's a little difficult in, the, in that scene, but in John, it's not until Jesus says Mary that Jesus gets it. In Mark, in Matthew, and um, in, in Luke sort of but Matthew and Mark especially they actually believe not because they see Jesus but because they see the empty tomb this is very helpful for me I don't know if it might be helpful for you but why would that be helpful for me or you yeah I mean I, I don't get to see the risen Jesus I could go to the empty tomb though couldn't I I go to the empty tomb uh, in Jerusalem. However, um, what we find out, though, is do I have to go to the empty tomb in order to believe? No. Because I believe based on, and you see this in spades in the film, not about the empty tomb or seeing Jesus, but by what, what was that created faith for Peter? Yeah, Mary's word. The testimony. The witness, the eyewitness. So, um... Yeah. And, and of course then all right, so uh, all right, so based on the movie, okay great. Sorry to get digressed a little bit. The women. Uh, what else about the meaning of the resurrection according to the film? There's two there's two spots where eyes are important in that, that film. If it, it catches you. I focus on all the eyes like the four Right. A lot of faces, right? Yeah. What were some of those uh, that that actually uh, so what were their faces like? Um, Doubtful, sad. If they were going to say. You, um, you can see in her eyes that uh she's stuffing sort of her master and teacher. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I I mean I love Mary's portrayal there. I mean that was I felt like that was very powerful. I know this setting's not real conducive to like getting with it, but she I mean, she yeah, she's great. Um, now, there was two, two places where the eyes actually looked into the camera. Did anybody did you catch that? Jesus at the end, and what did he say? I'm with you always. So that goes with the resurrection account of presence that Jan was saying. There is no longer any separation. And how is that shown in the film? He's looking at the camera it's no longer you're an outsider but you've been you've been brought into the movie now and great that's that's great theatrical it's great that's powerful um, of course those eyes though enrapturing aren't they <laughs> holy smokes they just draw me in those eyes um now the other thing too though is okay so it testifies to the presence and that even though the end of the movie has ended what has not ended yeah, the story, your relationship with Jesus, Jesus' presence in your life. Pretty good. Uh, the other part, though, the other place, uh, it, was, it was a little bit hard to see for a variety of reasons. One, he, this guy doesn't have a blue eyes like Jesus does. So, yeah, Peter, did you notice that? What did he say? Uh, that when he looked directly in the camera... He has forgiven us all. Genius. He's forgiven me. He's forgiven you. And then he turns to the camera and says, forgiven us all. Dynamite. Holy smokes. I found that enrapturing, too. So, okay, so the whole point, though, is in this film, then, you get these themes from the resurrection actually kind of woven in a very unique way where you get the pronouncement of the forgiveness of sins. In the Gospel of Luke, Jesus says to the disciples, didn't you guys get it? All the Old Testament had to be fulfilled and you are witnesses to this, like he said in the film. Um, But you're going to go out and preach repentance and the forgiveness of sins. So you you get the forgiveness of sins in the film from actually Peter, not from Jesus. Jesus. Um, And then, of course, the presence aspect. Because in every single resurrection account, except for the Gospel of Mark, you get Jesus showing up. And you get Jesus saying, basically, I'm with you guys. I'm not going to leave you. So in Matthew, uh, we should all know that Bible readings right from our baptismal, though I'm with you always. In the Gospel of Luke, He ascends into heaven, but who does he promise? The Holy Spirit. And so the presence of Christ is still amongst us through the Holy Spirit. And in John, which is, again, it's a little hard because, you know, we read these things and we're not thinking about it. But by the end of John, Jesus actually never leaves. Jesus is there still. So you end the story thinking that, you know, Jesus has left, but in fact... He hasn't. So uh, the Gospels themselves have done a really interesting job of showing Christ's presence. Um, You know, if we had more time, you just have to trust me on that. Go home this afternoon and read those. Matthew 28, Mark 16, Luke 24, John 20 and 21. A little longer, but. Um, Now, other in the film, too, though, as uh, uh, Krista brought up, in terms of doubt. That was in the film too. Not only for all of the disciples, but primarily in what character? Thomas. Now, I don't know if you remember Thomas from, like, whatever, two months ago. We first got introduced to Thomas at the healing of Jairus' daughter. Jesus called Thomas at that moment. So, Thomas has witness or has been a witness to two resurrections in the film. And of course, he has doubts. Um, so that's part of the resurrection. In Matthew, I read in the chapel, Matthew chapter 28, verse 16, they worshiped him, but some doubted. The word doubt, though, is uncertain or hesitant. It's not disbelieving. All right? Um, the, uh, uh, and so you see that amongst the wrestling with Mary's message. Because Thomas goes around and says, you know, do you believe this? Do you believe that? You know, and they're kind of like, well, I, yeah, I want to believe it. What overcomes Thomas's dis- uh, doubt? That's in the Gospel of John, but in the film, I'm sorry, I, I should be yeah. Peter. The embrace of Peter. Now that, that's helpful for me because I don't get to embrace Jesus, but I do get to embrace the one who believes. Because um, I can embrace a lot of Christians. Do it every Sunday. How are you doing? So um, it's, it's, a, it's a great, great scene. Okay. We're running out of time, so we want to <laughs> we gotta keep going. Um, it's, it's great. It's very interesting. Um, the next film will be the Son of God. Now, the last time I showed you a scene from this, we kind of laughed about it. It's when Jesus talks to the little girl about the end of the world and how things are going to be destroyed. And you see, that's kind of out of place. You don't tell kids that kind of stuff. Uh, well, I, I, this uh, resurrection account is kind of interesting for, for kind of one main reason, um, but for a couple reasons. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to get to the other oh, one too. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I, I like this this scene conceptually. I, I still have a tough time watching Jesus, especially the way he says the life. I just I can't take it. Um, is it John? That's John. Yeah, John and the item Pat- Patmos. So the main characters again: Peter, Thomas, John, and then Mary. Uh, of course, Jesus too. This film, though, the meaning of the resurrection. There, there is a very specific kind of direction that this is going. And we've already we already mentioned it, but what would be the kind of the primary meaning of the resurrection according to the Son of God film? So think about well, um, what was said at the tomb? Well, first of all, what Jesus said to Mary. What was she supposed to say to the, the, the disciples? No, not as risen. I'm here back here and then Peter says well John says he's gone and then what does Peter say no he's back and then of course Peter goes back to the upper room or maybe an upper room that wherever they are and he grabs some bread grab a cup of wine his body his blood and then who shows up Jesus celebrates the the Eucharist and Jesus shows up When he says, the life. (laughs) I'm here. He's back. He shows up. And then, at the end of the film, who shows up again? Jesus. Jesus. And John, what does John say? I was expecting death. But in place of death, who shows up? Jesus, who is? Of the life. <laughs> so anyway, I conceptually, uh, like intellectually, if someone were to say, "Hey, we're going to portray the resurrection like this," I'd be like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." It's, I don't know. Okay. Anyhow, presence. The resurrection. I mean, their their driving force is we are not alone anymore. God is with us, no matter what. He's present. In the, in the Word of Testimony uh, by, by uh, uh, Mary, in the presence of the Lord's Supper. So th- this is really the only film that, I, I, that we have kind of, where, well, ones that we've shown that shows Christ's presence in a kind of uh, liturgical or churchly ecclesiastical kind of sort of way. So Jesus establishes the church, which we didn't talk about in the resurrection accounts. That's one of the other main things. He establishes the church through baptism and teaching, Matthew 28, through the forgiveness of sins, which would be John 20, and then also he celebrates the Lord's Supper on the road to Emmaus in Luke chapter 24 when they say, we didn't know who he was until he broke the bread. So you see that also in in the film here. Um, But you have the the word and the sacraments in the resurrection, and and it's not really portrayed like... Explicitly, as explicitly in this film. So, but the presence of God, and of course it's a life-giving presence. A presence that, even though people die, that was the whole kind of testimony of John after the ascension of Jesus, which I I found very helpful, I found that kind of interesting, was that this life surpasses death. And, And even John was expecting death I mean, this guy who is very faithful. So it's the unfolding of what eternal life means. Eternal life has already started when Jesus resurrects, but the fullness of that eternal life—I mean, it, well, I mean it's a good thing, right? It keeps growing. You just keep you keep unfolding this presence of God. Um, there was also another thing that that happened in the film that I found very interesting and instructive, that was on you, different from Jesus of Nazareth, and actually. It's not in many films at all, except for the Jesus film, which we're, I don't know if we're going to have enough time to watch. But um, what does is, what is John do after the resurrection while he's sitting on the island of Patmos? Well, yeah. he's fishing? And he wrote. He's what? He wrote well, he wrote, yes. That, I mean, but in the film, what is he doing? Yeah, he's, he's reminiscing. I mean, he's reminiscing about these things that have happened and how this reminiscence or, or this re- reflecting, what, what, what's the word? Remembering. Remembering's important in the Bible. Remembering is very important in the Bible. And remembering, who shows up when he remembers? Jesus. Do this in remembrance of me. So it has this, It was fascinating. So, if, but of course, then it, the character of his remembering, we have to guard our minds and our hearts. It's not just simply a mental construct. When he remembers, he's he's there. He's back there. He's, which is a that's the Old Testament. I'm trying to get on of tangent here. But so his remembering is not just oh, I'm just thinking about the good old days. He's remembering as a life-giving uh, um, act or event, practice. And by the way, we should always do that every day. Highs and lows, roses and thorns, favorites, least favorites of the day. We should do that every day. Yep. Okay, Krista. <laughs> When, when uh, John said, I remember because he, he started his, and the beginning was a word. So he remembers the Old Testament. Right. Yeah, actually, um, I, can't, I think I showed this at the very beginning, the beginning scene of, son of the Son of God. So John, this, the, the, the film Son of God starts on the island of Patmos, him remembering, and him going back to the beginning, just like Christa said. And so now it comes back to the beginning of him remembering. So, I, I, yeah, I'm sorry. Thank you, Christopher, for saying that, because that reminds me, that just proves the point even more, is that as John is reminiscing, his reminiscing in theory is his gospel, if you can understand what I mean by that. But, so, is there another hand up or something? Rachel. i was just curious, in the first one that we watched, yes, Mary Magdalene. Yeah, no, okay, no. We haven't talked anything about how each gospel... We talked about the distinctives being very positive. Um, Mary Magdalene's in all four Gospels. But there's other people who show up in the four Gospels. Mary, and then the other Mary. I don't know who that is. And then Salome. Joanna. uh, And then other, other women. Um... So, so, in the Jesus, I mean, the Son of God, it's, it's only Mary Magdalene. Um, in the first film, it's Mary, Magdalene, um, uh, uh, Lazarus' sister. And I don't know if we know who that other lady is. I, d- I didn't spend any time going back over. But does a Jesus' mother uh, walked with a uh, with no, crowd. No. Well, that's, that's a question. So now, uh, there's other Jesus films that has Mary, Mother of Our Lord, yeah. But, but the one who's spoken to by Jesus is Mary Magdalene, yeah. Good question. So there's a variety of things. Again, that's part of the, the tough thing about the Gospels, is that it doesn't really help. You can't make a movie out of it, strictly speaking. You've got to do some sort of interpretation, which goes back to the reason why we started this whole thing, is that, when we watch films, we have to be kind of intellectually and faithfully engaged because the question is, what is a faithful representation? Is it a literal kind of showing or is it a fa- full of faith kind of rendition? And, I mean, in these two, I mean, it's, it's faithful. I mean, they're not trying to, like, point out how, you know, people are lying or this is all screwed up. Um, Now, we don't have enough time, but I do want to mention the Jesus film because I know I've been a little critical of it sometimes. The Jesus film, the resurrection scenes in the Jesus film, I think are very good, very helpful because they've picked a way to kind of handle the tension. And they've done it in a very didactic way. However, I think as a viewer, that's very helpful (laughs) because of this kind of, oh, what's this film, what's, what's this all about? So in the Jesus film they follow the Gospel of Luke in terms of, like, showing things. I mean, pretty much. And, and then at the end, when Jesus ascends, they actually just kind of review the entire movie with the voiceover. A narrator comes in and says, this is why you watched this. That's real helpful because um, it's helpful in a, in a teaching sort of sense. It's not helpful in a sense of, like, hey, this is what the Gospels do. Because in the Gospels, all four Gospels, there is a kind of an ellipis, a, a, a li, ellipsis, ellipsis at the end of each Gospel. But in films, we, we hate ellipsis. We like to have closure. Right? I mean, we, we want to... Because we always ask, oh, that's a, that's a bad ending. I mean, we always say it's a bad ending. Well, what's, if there's no closure. In the Gospel of Mark, I think I'm, we mentioned this. I've seen, I'm i really big on this, so hopefully I don't just put it up with me. In the Gospel of Mark, Mark 1 through 8, the ending of the Gospel, Jesus does not show up in the resurrection. There's a longer uh, ending to it that was added later. Um, it, it's still scripture, but I mean the earliest manuscripts of the Gospel of Mark has Jesus not showing up in the resurrection. In fact you could translate the last sentence as they were afraid because. Do, 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 do. Yeah. That's, no, no, no English translation ever does it that way because they. you can translate it as um, therefore they were afraid. But you could say they were afraid because based on the Greek. So the thing is, though, is that you have to go back to the beginning of the gospel, Mark chapter 1, 1, and start over. This is, going to be, this is going to be your trip to Galilee in order to see Jesus. You've got to go back to the beginning of the gospel and do it all over again. And then when you get back to that spot, faith. Because um, th- th- this understanding of belief and obedience come together in the resurrection. This is the life you live. In Matthew, now, of course, what does Jesus tell the, go- the disciples to do? Go and make disciples of all nations. Well, okay. So you're just going to... There they go. You, We hate that when it happens. You're like, oh, I wonder what their relationship... You know, I know they fall in love at the end of the movie, but I wonder, you know, what's it going to be like in a couple of years? Wouldn't you like to know that? You well, know, we always end with the wedding. We all know <laughs> the most important day of our marriage is today, not our wedding day. Um, The Gospel of Luke, very similar. Jesus ascends... But of course, the Gospel of Luke, right? It's not the end of the story. What do we have after the Gospel of Luke? Acts! Which <laughs> is a little unfair. But, uh, so, but at the end of Acts, though, you have this ellipsis where Paul's just hanging out in Rome. You're like, well, did he die? What's going to happen? Okay. And then in John, um, you have um, in John chapter 21, I think I might have wrote it down here. Twenty-one, twenty-four. you have a, a we inserted. John uses, the, for, you know, he's talking about him and I, but we, what we have seen, and, very unusual. Who is the we? I know, but it, it's not just that. It doesn't have to be just that. Donna, it could be us too. So now you're like, oh man, the book's not done. So, um, you know, that, that makes it hard for films to kind of deal with. And what the Jesus film does, though, back back to the Jesus film, is that they say, okay, that, that's right. Uh, the, the ending of the, fil- the, the Gospels don't end on the page, but end in the lives of the, the, the watcher, the listener, the reader, or the, the viewer. But they just help you by, de- by basically telling you, Jesus came and died for your sins, just in case you missed it. Uh, he's going to give you new life, repent, believe in the gospel, and now start living as Christ would have you live. I think that's great. Of course, in terms of uh, you know, Hollywood blockbuster films or anything, nobody likes to be preached of at the end of a film, right? But I, I, think, it's, I, think, it's, I think it's a very uh, helpful way of showing the resurrection. It kind of ties it all together. Now, the reason why I say that very quickly and I encourage you to go watch the film is because I, I do want to show you a really bad one. Okay? I'm just going to leave it at that. I probably should have said that either, but it's a, it's a short, it's very short, five minutes. I don't know if he shrugs his shoulders right at the end there, but you notice the shadow? His hands kind of go, I thought he was going to do that too, and then he does it, so it's kind of like, eh. I feel like that's a, uh, a good reference. Okay, now, there's a variety of things. I, I actually didn't want to say too much about this because that actually does a better job than if you were to see the rest of the movie. I, first of all, I don't know. The resurrection mainly is Jesus rises from the dead here, but it, that's, that's about it. There's some words about going out and, you know, teaching things. If you watch the rest of the movie, you're, you're not really right, quite sure what they're supposed to teach. Uh, a lot of this film deals with this, it, it's, just, it's just not, it's, it's, it's I know, if you guys like it, I mean, God bless you, I just, I don't. I mean, it, it is by far, it raises my blood pressure. And, you know, I mean, Jesus, so first of all, Mary Magdalene, you're, I think you just have to guess it's Mary Magdalene. She, she appears earlier in the movie, but it's not, it's not a, like, a, a, you're not really sure. Same with Peter I don't know if you, that's Peter at the end, where he kind of looks, and then he kind of gets this determined look and goes. He, uh, he's barely mentioned in the film, too. So you have these characters at the end, you're kind of like, eh, whatever. That's why I think when he kind of shrugs, you're kind of like, meh, whatever. Where the other films, I mean, it's kind of powerful, right? I mean, I'm like, I mean, you're kind of drawn into it. And, I mean, first of all, you're drawn into it because it's intellectually interesting, it's faithful, and it's well done uh I, none of this i don 't think any of those are happening here it 's not well done it 's not really faithful, and it 's not really intellectually interesting i 've already commented on how much voiceover is used in this film you know at the end and he went to Emmaus well what, where's i mean what 's that? You might know Jerusalem because of the earlier films i mean earlier i mean earlier in the film, but you 're like, okay, whatever. The thing that's used in the film is this this overarching music too. You're like, oh my gosh, take it easy. Don't tell me how to feel. This is this is how I feel. I feel like I'm I'm being kind of assaulted by the movie. By this is how you should feel. It's it's really sentimental. And if we all those other those other uh, Jesus, uh, well, you know, you didn't see the Jesus film, but the Jesus film, Jesus of Nazareth, and also Son of God, as you know. Maybe they're a little, I mean, they might be cheesy at times. They're not, I mean, they're overarching. It's not supposed to be sentimental. This, the King and Kings 1961 is just, it's awful. So you're left at the movie with kind of like, oh, I'm glad it's over. You're not really thinking, oh, man, I'm going to get, I'm going to leave this theater kind of enlivened by the story of Jesus. I just, I can't take it. So if you think about those three films that we just saw, the three three scenes, and think about how first of all, when you watch films about Jesus, make sure your your antennas are up, your faithful antennas are up, and that you meditate upon what, what actually happened in scripture. I put a little synopsis of each of the, the four Gospels in the little handout. And you, and, you know, go ahead. You can take a look at that later or whatever. But as we, you know, as, you, as obviously as Easter comes about in April 3rd, 2nd, whenever it is. Um, you know, hopefully you'll be thinking about this. Um, anyways, we're all done for the year. We're going to come back in January. We have two two books that I'm kind of taking a look at that we'll kind of use for our discussion. One is by Lauren Winter, uh, and I'll, we'll have available. And then another one is by Dallas Will- Willard. Should be a lot of fun. One is dealing with uh, a friendship with God, and another one is dealing with, again, um, similar to last year, kind of apologetics, but it's, it's uh, gentleness as a, as a way of, of apologetic. So, anyways, so look for that stuff in the life together. I've had a lot of fun looking at films. I really appreciate you guys putting up with me and Pastor Bukes doing that. But uh, blessings to everybody as we finish up Advent and look towards Christmas. Let's pray. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name.